Hello, my name is Greta Harrison. Welcome to Born Fabulous Podcast, Episode 16 of Season 2. The theme of this season is changing the world one friendship at a time. You will hear interviews with best friends. One person happens to have a disability and the other does not. This episode is the first of an eight-part interview with Micah Fialka Feldman and his best friend, Tori Cedar. Micah Fialka Feldman is well known as one of the stars of Dan Habib's acclaimed movie, Intelligent Lives. He is a teaching assistant at Syracuse University, a keynote speaker, and an author. Micah's best friend, Tori Cedar, is a graduate student working on her doctorate. She and Micah have been best friends for about six years. Tori does not have a disability. In this episode, you will get to know Micah and Tori. You will hear how, what they are up to now and how they met and more. Please enjoy this short clip of Love is a Potion. The lyrics are by Melissa Riggio, who was the focus of episodes one through four in season one. The music and voice are by Rachel Fuller. Hello, welcome to Born Fabulous Podcast. My name is Greta Harrison. Today you will be meeting Micah Fialka Feldman, one of the stars of Dan Habib's amazing film, Intelligent Lives, and one of Micah's best friends, Tori Cedar. I am proud to say that Micah and Tori are now my friends as well. Micah and Tori, welcome. Hello. Hi, Tori. Micah, welcome. Hi. Hi, Micah. So let's begin with Micah. Micah, please tell us a little bit about yourself. I know okay. we just said that you're a star, one of the stars of Intelligent Lives, but we know that your life has changed since then, Micah. So let's hear about this. What are you doing now? I work and teach at the university. I live at Sy- I live in Syracuse, New York. I teach and work. I um I'm a I'm a teaching assistant and yeah, I'm doing a, and I, and I'm doing a, and I go around and speak and I'm doing a lot of great things. Mm-hmm. That's true. You travel quite a bit, don't you, Micah? Yeah, but I'm fine of not traveling now. Well, uh, we're going to get to that shortly. Right now he's not traveling, but up until now, you went all across the country being on panels and speaking. I was. And as your friend, and I know Tori agrees with me, I'm so proud of you recently being at Harvard University and being on a panel there. So we're just so incredibly proud of you. But on top of of you being a teaching assistant at Syracuse University and also traveling to be on panels and be a keynote speaker, you also have a book coming out sometime, right? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, it's a book about my life, and Toy has wrote something, and Amanda has, and it's just a book about chapters of my life. And do we, uh, it's still several months out from being released, but do we have a title for that book? 
I think it's called opening doors. Yeah. That's so perfect. That's so perfect. And it's going to come out through Inclusion Press, correct? Yeah. Uh, and for those of you who are not aware, who are watching and listening to this, Inclusion Press has a many, many, many great resources, mm-hmm. including some by Micah's mother and his, his uh, sister as well. Yeah. But anybody who's interested in inclusion and supported decision-making and all of these important aspects of somebody with a disability who wants to be fairly independent, uh, Inclusion Press is definitely the place to go. So that, as of the last time we spoke before the pandemic came out, that was scheduled to come out in the summer. And we obviously understand that might change, correct? Probably. Maybe. Okay. Um, all right. But you're excited. You have I'm a lot to be. one day at a time. I can't think summer. That's right. Okay, I, I understand that one day at a time. All right, and um, you know, since we're talking about one day at a time, this is a good time for us to mention the pandemic. We are recording this on March sixteenth, two thousand twenty. Uh, we've already had two other interviews, and we are redoing some of our interview simply because the audio and the sound weren't matching for the video purposes. And we are releasing these in video and audio form. So we're redoing just some of this. But uh, in that time, since we spoke in 2019, a lot has changed. And now we're really at the beginning of the week when a lot of the United States is shutting down. And when I say shutting down universities, schools, many businesses, uh, many gatherings of 50 people are over for at least eight weeks. So life is changing day to day. And uh, I'd like to know, Micah, how that's affecting you. Um, Right now I'm just doing this and then I'll take a walk. I've been checking in with friends and taking it easy. And yeah. And you have a wide circle of friends, which we're going to hear about from Tori as well. Um, But that's extremely important to you now, isn't it? Yeah. Very, very important. And you're also working with the school to kind of figure out how the university is going to move forward, right? Yeah. And right before this interview, you were on a conference call talking to some of your colleagues about how to move forward, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's day by day. And I hope that when this airs, which is going to be in June of 2020, that we're over the pandemic. And that our curve was flat and that the effect was much less than we fear. Um, I'm hoping that everything is is fine for everybody, but we don't know. And that's the time that we're recording in right now. Mm-hmm. So, Tori, let's hear about you. Hi. Thank you, Greta. Um, yeah, so I, uh, my name is Tori. Um, I met Micah in, in Syrac- at Syracuse University. Um, I graduated in 2018. Um, right now I'm getting my doctorate in school psychology. Um, my focus in my doctorate is working with individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities, um, which has been really, um, exciting, I guess. Uh, I kind of feel as if we're, uh, kind of at the beginning-ish stages of how we look at mental health access for individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities, um, and that's been, I guess, a, a really big goal of mine on how we make those things um, better um, and more accessible for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, uh, which Michael Micah has taught me a lot about. 
Um, for practicum, I uh, work with individuals who are deaf and hard of hearing at a high school, um, which has been absolutely incredible. I'm learning a lot of sign. Um, I have a little uh, background in, in speech because in undergrad, I majored in both psychology and speech language pathology. Um, so it kind of opened up uh, a door into that kind of world, which has uh, brought me a lot, a lot of different learning experiences. Um, so right now I'm, I'm learning how to sign and I'm, I'm doing a lot of therapy and mental health access with my students in sign language and using verbal speech, um, which has been so incredible. Um, you know, I, I kind of have lived this life of um, working with um, with individuals with disabilities in any way, shape or form. Um, and I feel it is, you know, um, Micah has really been a key a key component in, in that, uh, I guess, life kind of career. It, for me, it's not even a career. It's, it, it's my motivation in, in every day. Um, it has, it has stemmed more than a career for me. And, and, um, and I, I think I have Micah to thank for a lot of that. And, and you're also involved in PALS, correct? Yes. Yes. I, um, I direct a, um, one of, I'm a logistics director for, um, PALS programs. I've, uh, which is a program that works with individuals, uh, with Down syndrome and their peers. Um, so it's a one-to-one -one model. So an individual with Down syndrome is paired with an individual without Down syndrome. And essentially we all just hang out as, as peers, um, at Anna College University, and we explore the community that we're in. I've directed in Georgetown, and then I spent two years in Philadelphia, and now um, um, we are bringing PALS up to Syracuse University, and we'll be at Syracuse this summer, which uh, is just a dream come true for me. So PALS has been a part of my life since 2014, 15, um, and yeah, I wouldn't be the person I am today without it. It's the most inclusive, excess, accepting, um, loving environment that I've ever been a part of. That's amazing. Yeah. And Tori, you are the hope that so many of us want to see for the future. I thank, thank you. you for all that you do. Sure. And Micah, I just remembered when we recorded this the first time, you had just won Syracuse's 40 under 40, correct? Yeah. How did that feel? It felt great. Felt great. And I think we had mentioned then that Kayla McEwen had also won about I think it was about four years ago that she won yeah. as well. So we have in this season we have two winners of of top forty under forty at Syracuse, mm -hmm. which is wonderful. Yeah. yeah. It must be something in the water up there. <laughs> I was just <laughs> gonna say that, Greta. Put the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> That's great. So congratulations, Micah. So let's talk about how the two of you met. When and where did you meet? And I don't know who wants to start first, Micah or Tori. Uh, I can start. Okay, sure. take it away. Um, me and Tori met at a disability student union meeting. She was, I think, at a meeting, and we were just hanging out and we were talking. And she like said, "Oh, hi," and I'm from New Jersey, and and then I think we like took a walk, and then we have been friends since that long time. Yeah. Yeah, that started. So that was the first meeting I went to for the Disability Student Union was in 2014. So fall of 2014. Uh, that's when I started at Syracuse. And then, yeah, it wasn't really until, so we met at that meeting in the fall. 
And then it really wasn't until the winter, like the like right yeah. when we came back from spring break, which was like January or so, where yeah. um I was asked to be a peer trainer for peer to peer, where I really started um kind of getting closer with Micah and uh, Micah was a really big help for me at that time because I had no idea. It was kind of my first real, like, you know, opening into the disability community at Syracuse. And I mean, ever really, I shouldn't say at Syracuse. It was really my first, like, I didn't know what I was doing, quite frankly. Um, but it was, it was really awesome. And Micah was there for all of that. And that's what I think really kind of put our friendship together. I love how Micah said that you just said, Hey, you want to take a walk? And you guys just took a walk and got to know each other a little bit, even though you didn't become super close until later on, but that's how everybody starts to get to know somebody. And you you know, it starts with somebody not being afraid to go up to somebody and ask them, let's go have a chat. Let's go take a walk. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting that you, you phrase it like that, Greta, because Micah was is and and will always be such a like a warming kind of like connective person so I wasn't there was no like oh I don't know how to talk to him or he's like I'm nervous or and it was you know I think I have that in me as well I think we're both kind of similar in that aspect that we're both pretty warm and open and um, neither of us felt uncomfortable Um, so yeah it was just we kind of went on a walk and we just kind of talked about where we came from it was you know very normal like you know, what, what I wanted to do at Syracuse. I mean, I was 19 years old, um, had no idea what I was doing. So, and Micah was obviously a big factor of where I am today. So. So now you guys have been close friends for five years. Yeah. Yeah. Five years and, and it's going to be more, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Anything else you want to add to that, to this part of the conversation, Micah? Mm, we, we like check in uh, every day. <laughs> well, you know, that's my next question. How often do you communicate and see each other? And you check in every day. And yeah. do, do you remember what you said the first time I asked you this? No. You said every hour on the hour. <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny. Um, but you do talk to each other every day, whether it's text or phone, correct? Yes. Yeah. And you and you FaceTime each other. Um. Yeah. Yeah. We do. Yeah. Definitely. It's um. We're texting. Definitely throughout the day. Phone calls here and there, and then yeah, FaceTimes as well. And then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I haven't. I haven't seen her in person. I was hoping to see her this time, but maybe not. <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm glad she mentioned that. I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that, Micah, because I I never said that when I explained the time that we're recording this in. The intention when Tori drove up to Syracuse was for us to do this with Tori and Micah together in the same room, side by side, like they were in some of the rest of this interview that you will see in later episodes. But because we have social distancing now, the decision was made for Tori to stay where she's staying and record and Micah where he is just, just to be safe. And that's why we're recording this way so i'm glad you said that but you were looking forward to seeing her weren't you i was yeah yeah Yeah. and i love how you're you know tori's in in really the midst of a very difficult part of grad school plus she's working in the public schools on top of that so she's very 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 busy but even with that when she can she makes time to go see you right tori definitely yes it's a important piece of of my life for sure 
That's, that's wonderful. Thank you for listening to Born Fabulous Podcast's 16th episode of Season 2. I hope you enjoyed it and want to hear more. If you would like to see this episode, it is available on YouTube and on bornfabulouspodcast.com. The friendship between Micah and Tori is a joy to see as well as hear. In episode 17, you will hear Micah and Tori share more about their friendship and why they are allies. To see some photos and videos of Micah and Tori, or to sign up for our email list, please go to www.bornfabulouspodcast.com. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, find us on Twitter at PodcastBorn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're also on Pinterest. I'd be honored if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Now please enjoy this clip of Love is a Potion. The lyrics are by Melissa Riggio, who was the focus of episodes one through four in season one. The music and the voice are by Rachel Fuller.